to another episode of Sean and Ed's Do Baseball. I'm Sean. And I'm Ed's. And we're talking baseball history. That's right, we're a bi-weekly baseball history podcast where the story catcher doesn't know what the story pitcher is going to be on the mound throwing them. I don't know why I always seem to have to think about that first. I've been saying it for like 50 episodes. 50 episodes. <laughs> Whatever, this is episode 98? I think so, yeah. Yeah, yeah, this is 98 and uh, we've been doing that for a while and uh I don't know. Fuck it. I like the analogy. Let's just we're just rolling. We're with rolling it with it. We're yeah. rolling with it. Well, yeah, I'm pitching today, I guess. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's hard to keep coming up with different analogies <laughs> yeah, yeah. in the it description. Just... It's like curveball, high fastball, changeup. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, whatever. It, it works. There's been a knuckleball episode, anyways. Uh, where can people find us on the internet? Uh, you can Edzie. find us on Twitter or X.com, whatever you're calling it these days, uh, at Doing Baseball, and on Instagram and TikTok, at Doing.Baseball. Yeah. And I am on Twitter.X.com, at Ed's Do Baseball. Yeah, and I'm at Sean Do Baseball, and uh, wherever you're finding us, however you're finding us, thank you so much for listening. And it's always great if you can give us a review, a rating. Uh, tell your friends, tell everybody about this. Uh, it's November now, and the cold depths of winter is upon us. <laughs> yeah, winter is here. Winter no, it's is probably here. not here yet. Well, by the time this comes out, it's probably not here yet. Now, well, either way, it's November by the <laughs> yeah. time this comes out. Yeah. And one of our friends, uh, our sponsor, in fact, can can help you out through this winter. And Two Loons Brewing mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. have uh, both a lager and an IPA. Uh, brick and mortar location coming to you soon. You can find their beers in Ontario at the LCBO and at your local bar and check them out at twoloonsbrewing.com and of course uh, please be of legal drinking age and of course please enjoy responsibly. And I will, Edzie. <laughs> yes. I'm going to enjoy responsibly, and we're going to enjoy this story. So you ready to go? I'm ready to go. I'm ready right. to hear your story here. Alright, so this one is, is a bit different. I'm very excited to share this. I know I've been giving you lots of hints. Um, you gave me some very confusing hints. <laughs> when I'm excited for a story, I'm just like, ah, I want to tell you, but I can't. Um, and funny enough, there's no way you would have known, but your last story that we uh, recorded took place in 1999. Okay. This story takes place in 1999. Okay, interesting. So we were you said there was a coincidence there. That is it. That's just it. That's it. It's not. It's not about Al Leiter. <laughs> it's not <laughs> about Al Leiter and his Mets career. No, uh, but we were both born in the late 80s, so we can both vaguely remember uh, when there used to be two sets of umpires. Yes. Yes, yes, I do remember that. So there was the... There was the National League umpires, and there was the American League umpires. And they, they both had different uniforms. They had uh, yep. different, obviously different uh, rules to, to enforce, I guess. Well, I guess with the, the pitcher hit, yeah, they, they, there was slightly different variations between the leagues. So they didn't mix, uh, other than the World Series and the All-Star game, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So, in 1999, Major League Did ba- they, uh, just quickly, uh, maybe you'll, you probably will talk about this, but did they mix, like, like, crews for the whole thing, or would it be, like, you know, still a, the National League umpires in the National League park? And yeah, I'm smiling like an idiot, because I have no idea. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember. Okay, carry on. Yeah, I believe, well, they definitely mix for the All-Star game. Mm-hmm. They would definitely mix for that. Right. Um, but... Uh, in 1999, Major League Baseball wanted to bring all the umpires, including the 66 members of the Major League Umpires Association, under one umbrella and have them directly report to the commissioner instead of the presidents of each league. Okay. The MLUA, which you will, you will hear a lot, was not thrilled with this proposal. And to top it off, during spring training in 1999, pressure was being put on umps to call a high strike zone by Sandy Alderson, who had gotten the assignment to oversee the umps from the owners. Okay. That's interesting. <laughs> Knowing what we talked about in the last episode. A oh my bit. god, yeah. That is actually very interesting. <laughs> yeah. But this understandably rubbed some of the more experienced straight callers the wrong way, with some accusing Alderson of not using the proper channels to amend the strike zone. Okay. So they're like, you can't just put pressure on us to call higher. Like, you go, mm. there's channels, you gotta go, the players union needs to be involved. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Uh, especially, you know, they're the ones that are gonna have to deal with the players mm-hmm. and the managers and the fans if they're calling high strikes and they're disagreeing with it. Yeah. Right? Mm. In theory, it would be a lot more arguments on the on the field. Yeah. Um, so Richie Phillips, who was the ump's fiery union chief, uh, he had led them successfully at this point for over two decades. He pushed back and publicly detested what he saw as overreach from the commissioner's office. The umpire's union saw it as owners seeking to regain more control over them, who had done very well in their last labor negotiation. So they're like, yeah, they're fucking with us because we, yeah, yeah, because we won. And you'll hear yeah. about that. Okay. <laughs> the owners were definitely seeking more control, but they felt, and some will still agree to this today, that umpires, especially the bad ones, seemed nearly untouchable, and it was impossible to get rid of them, no matter how bad they were at their jobs. Okay, <laughs> we 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 see that every, every season with a certain umpire. Yeah, well, certain few umpires. Exactly. So speaking of which, the commissioner's office went one step further to piss off the umps in the spring of 1999 by releasing to the public a survey from the Players Association in which the players rated the umpires. (laughs) Okay. So you got players, you know... You're filling out scorecards yeah. on umpires. Got like an all-star ballot for, for umpires, but... But on the opposite yeah. end of things, too, yeah. right? So obviously it's nice if you're the umpire that wins, but it's not nice if you're the yeah, umpire. No. <laughs> and I'm sure a, a lot of players would have, like, would weigh more on the criticism side than the praise side. Well, exactly, right? So, and, you know, the umpire's... Like, it's it's just, it's not good, especially that this is released. It's probably good that the players are giving feedback, but it's not good that it was released to the public. Right, right. right. Yeah, because it, it 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 comes across as though they're, they're trying to make them look bad. Yeah. So the union was furious. 
Um, and just so you know, Tim McClellan and Jerry Crawford, according to the survey, were baseball's top umpires, according to the players. Uh, while Ken Kaiser and Charlie Williams were rated the worst. But the survey didn't just rate their calls, but their temperament as well. So that was just for them, like, making calls. Okay, well, it, it, just quickly to stop you, it's interesting because Jerry Crawford was the home plate umpire in uh, game six of the 99. Well, he had to be yes. good then. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So they didn't just rate the calls, but the temperament, the physical fitness, as well as the respect they showed players, which is a little weird. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Joe West was last among National League umpires for respect to players and temperament in that category. He had apparently body slammed a player a few years earlier, and there was no consequences. Okay. <laughs> Which might be a story for another day. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but he was going to be suspended. But the, the... He's, like, he's like the modern Major Kurth. Yeah. And he was going to be suspended, but the commissioner kind of like oversight it right. that kind of comes back a little bit okay so in response an angry umpires union had richie phillips said i give no credence whatsoever to those ratings i think they're patently absurd i've even been told that some players had their kids fill them out <laughs> they probably did yeah well <laughs> <laughs> there were probably some guys that were super passionate though that were oh. like oh i gotta fucking make sure that joe west knows how i feel about him. <laughs> Exactly. So trying to calm the situation, NL President Len Coleman said, I will point out that umpire popularity was a factor and the skills and qualities of many fine umpires were distorted. So he's just like, yeah, they're like the guys that aren't popular definitely looked worse than they actually probably were. Right. It's not. Yeah. It's not an an accurate... uh, It's not really data-driven, so... Yeah, it's just the players giving feedback. Yeah. It just shouldn't have been released. So, things were not good between the two camps, and Major League umpires refused then refused to work an exhibition game between the Orioles and the Cuban national team on May 3rd, 1999. Like, nah, figure it out. (laughs) Basically. So union representatives wanted to negotiate the pay, which was just $125 per umpire for exhibition games as per their contract. (laughs) Doesn't seem like a lot. No, not a lot. Uh, So the MLB refused to negotiate the umpire's fees, and the umps just said no. We are like, no, you can't make us do a weird exhibition game in the middle of the year. Yeah. Make us. <laughs> you yeah. know? I guess, yeah. Yeah. So Union uh, Associate Counsel Pat Campbell said, we don't work exhibition games. <laughs> and I guess okay. he was right. So it's they... Just, are spring training games, not exhibition games? I assume so, but I guess that's what that fee is based on. And they were like... Right. This is a bigger setting than a spring training game, so we should be paid more. And MLB was like, says in your contract, exhibition game, 125. Yeah. And they were like, oh, okay, so we just won't show up. Okay. So it's like. So that's their, their striking. Well, they didn't really strike. There was nothing they in the contract sh- that would make them do this either. Okay. So they were just like, find other people. And they did. They found a mix of, of AAA and Cuban umpires instead. Okay, we got some some call-up umpires. Yeah, well, and in fact, in, in the Havana, because there was a game in, in D.C., I think, or and then there was a game in, in Havana, 
And the Havana game was umped entirely by Cuban umpires. And originally the MLB was like, to the umpires union, like, you guys are going down, right? And they were like, once again, like, how much are you paying us? And they're like, yeah. well, it says one twenty. No. So, um, so things were bad. Things are bad. And but there's no fears of a labor disruption as the union was in the middle of a contract, right? Mm-hmm. Baseball fans probably had the right though to feel a little uneasy about anything to do with labor clashes seeing as 1994 player strike was a recent and painful memory yeah but eds you probably don't remember because you were six or seven but it wasn't just the players and owners who were at odds in 1994 and 1995 in fact the umpires were locked out to start the 1995 season compounding baseball's already tarnished image as the first week of an already shortened 144-game 1995 season was arbitrated by scab umpires. Really? Yeah. Like, the the whole season? When no. it, like, came? Or, the first week. Or the fir- oh, okay, the first week. Yes. So I'll tell you why. The umps, with the help of Canada having better labor laws than the USA were able to negotiate a new contract and a sweetheart deal. So, basically, the, um, the, the owners lock them out, right? Yeah. The players strike August, everything goes to shit. They come back, the season's only 144 games, mm-hmm. and to start that season, the first, whatever, six, seven games for everybody, there is AAA office, essentially, upping major league games. And... The only reason that the Major League umpires got back is the Ontario Labor Board ruled that replacement umpires could not work games in Toronto because Canada has much stronger labor laws than the U.S. So they were like, no, you can't. If they're being locked out, you can't. You can't replace them with somebody else. Yeah. Yeah. So the league was forced to pick up the pace on negotiations, and the umps came out on top. So that's how they got their sweetheart deal. Their, their pay went up from 60K minimum to a 75K minimum, and the top end increased from 175 to 225 but that was just their base. In the World Series, they would get $5,000. Now they get $17,500. Wow. Uh, and per those, game or per, ser- just per series? Per series. Okay. And then uh, for those who work the League Championship Series, they'd get 15000 instead of 5000 as well. Wow. So a lot more than $125 <laughs> a game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Phillips said snidely to the press, I don't know. I don't want to say the Toronto decision itself triggered the agreement or the performance of the scabs triggered it, but I'd have to say those two factors were sustainably contributory to the fact that the pace accelerated and we were able to get a deal. Okay, so. So basically, he, Canada to the rescue yeah, for the ops. Yeah. Yeah. Um, on top of that. Richie Phillips was adamant that the umps should get paid in full for the 1995 season. As Richie Phillips said to reporters, the umpires were neither penalized for the player strike nor for the owner's lockout of the, of the umpires. That was critical as far as I was concerned for getting the deal done. So the umpires all get back pay. So they get paid as if it's a 162-game season. Okay. Even though it's not. So they did get a pretty... That's a pretty good deal they, they got. They got a fucking deal. This Richie Phillips dude is great, right? Yeah. Absolutely great. Okay, I don't <laughs> like your tone. 
<laughs> so the umpires won, but feelings were still hurt uh, by the lockout and the use of scab umpires. The union once again reared its head the next season when an incident between Roberto Alomar and John Hirschbeck took center stage in North American <laughs> oh, media. I know this one. I think I know this one. So during the first inning of an Orioles vs. Blue Jays game in Toronto, umpire John Hirschbeck struck, <laughs> struck out Roberto Alomar on a, a called third strike. Almar did not like to call. Let's just put it that way. So he's screaming at the ump. Before the manager could get between them, Almar, of course, was ejected. But then, before he could exit the field and the manager's in between, he essentially, he, well, he doesn't say he spits in John Hirschbeck's face. Yes. Yeah. So that's not yeah. the worst part of this. And let me tell you, Ed's, oh, yeah, that's not the worst part of this. I don't. I was How too young to. How could that not be the worst oh, part? Oh, buddy. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> no, it goes downhill from here for a while. Um, so Alomar would face repercussions for his actions, but he actually didn't. Mm-hmm. And to make matters even worse, Alomar used the press to get a little bit too personal, which he claimed is what set him off in the first place. So this, this is the dispute now. So Alomar says to the press that he spit in Hirschbeck's face because the ump began using racial insults against his mother. Okay. Which is like, yeah, that would make me mad too. Yes. Uh, and you should, an umpire should not be doing that. But Hirschbeck denied the claim, saying that any you, any it, that if he used any vulgar language, it was after he was spit on. Not before. He's like, I did not say anything racist before I was spit on. Let me be abundantly clear. (laughs) I want to be very clear on this one. After I was spit on again, yeah. Um, Yeah. So then Alomar said something really personal. And I quote, I used to respect him a lot. He had a problem with his family when his son died. I know that's something really tough in life. But after that, he just changed. Personality-wise, he just got real bitter. So... That's that's not a cool thing to just, like, say as, like, your reasoning for... Being like, a, spitting in a guy's yeah, face? Yeah. Well, his son died. <laughs> he used to be nicer, and then his son died, and now he's mean, so I, that's why I spit on him. <laughs> and yeah, in 1993, like, so three years before, his eight-year-old son, Fuck, John Drew... Man died from ALD, a rare condition that causes inflammatory inflammation to the brain. And here's what, like, very worse, his nine-year-old son now, Michael, was diagnosed with the same inflection. Oh, God. So That's terrible. When John Hirschbeck heard the quotes, he ran through the Rogers Center, Skydome, I should say, to be historically correct, towards the visitor's locker room on just screaming that he was about to murder Roberto Alomar. Yeah, as you probably would, yeah. Yeah. So his fellow umpires, uh, I should say, kill Roberto Alomar. (laughs) That was the quote, I believe, that was actually taken. That he was running through to the locker room screaming that he would kill Alomar. So anyways, his fellow umps catch up with him. Uh, they, They... take him back to the clubhouse before he can get his hands on Alomar. And Alomar is suspended five games. But, you know, something that's pissed us off before as fans as well, Edzie, is mm-hmm. when somebody does something that is very blatant and then they appeal it. Yes. And this was in the end of September. 
and Roberto Alomar appeals his five-game suspension. And he is allowed to play the last two games of the season and the entire playoffs and serve his suspension starting in April. But the entire playoffs? Yeah. Yeah. And let me make it a little bit worse. Uh, So after the incident, earlier in the day, Hirschbeck had taken the night off. (laughs) Like, Jim, just chill. You know, we don't need you tonight. Go back to the hotel. You you can't call an unbiased game, sir. (laughs) Yes. He got so Hirschbeck gets to watch uh, the man who spat in his face uh, and said he was a dick because his child's dead. Uh, hit a game-winning uh, home run off Paul Spajarek in the tenth inning to secure the Orioles the wild card spot in the AL. Oh God, that's fucking twist in the knife, as I said. So the union is pissed. Yeah, the union yeah. is furious. Yeah, and. They got some some emotional fuel now on yeah. their fire, and they actually now they're threatening strike. Okay. Now they're now they're saying, and they follow through slightly, very slightly, as the Orioles' first division playoff games against Cleveland was delayed seventeen minutes because the umpires refused to take the field. Mm. Okay. So the whole the house is packed for the ALDS yeah. after the Orioles made the playoffs, and they're like, they're like, nah, nah. Fuck you guys. <laughs> Fuck that guy. Yeah. <laughs> and th- this is all the umpires? No, just that or game just, specifically. Okay, because it's the games. Orioles, right? And right. Roberto. So it was kind of... Yeah. They were making them... They were they were putting a show on it. Making all the fans have to... Right. In a, right. Time, in a time before Twitter, everyone's just sitting there like, What's happening? Where yeah. are the umpires? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so... Major League Baseball uh, was horrified that yet another World Series would be canceled. So they sought an injunction from a federal judge, and the judge legally assured everybody that the umps could not strike because it would be a violation of the agreement they signed back in 1995, which we talked about because of Ontario. So Alomar and Hirschbeck eventually made up. World Series was played. Everything's good. Hirschbeck then... Oh, God, this is the one. I forgot. Remember I said there's the most unfortunate quote of all times yeah. in this? So Hirschbeck, this is it? Yep, Hirschbeck gave us the most unfortunate quote in baseball history. And that, and I quote, If that's the worst thing Robbie ever does in his life, he'll lead a real good life. People make mistakes. You forgive. You forget. You move on. Wait. It's unfortunate? Well, Roberto's Alomar's number is no longer retired oh, yes. yeah. in Toronto. Yeah. Not because he spit on John Hirschbeck. No, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but because of something else he did. And the quote is, if this is the worst thing he ever oh, did in his right. life, he lived a pretty good life. And it's just like it's Ron not, Howard it, voice. Yeah. He it did not. Yeah, it was not the worst thing he did in his life. I got you. Okay. Yeah. I, I think I'd have to walk that you through that one li- too much. That was my poor listening skills. <laughs> I was so excited for that, Edzie. I'm so excited for that. Um, anyways, uh, so the damage was done, though, and, and the umps were circling their wagons. And back to 1999. So remember everything off the start in 1999. In June now of this year, 
MLB insider Pete Williams reported that MLB exec VP of operations, who we talked about earlier, Sandy Alderson, mm-hmm. had been chosen by the owners to oversee the umps and was concentrating on a new pet project. Break the umpires union that at least the arbitrator and at least the arbitrator stranglehold on the game. Okay. The revenge tour. Yeah. <laughs> so things were pretty hot. The union's mad. Apparently Alderson's here to destroy them. Then an incident set off a chain reaction that would end in 22 umpires losing their jobs. Oh my god. On June 26th, in a game between the Colorado Rockies and the San Diego Padres, Rockies pitcher Mike DeGene complained to third base umpire Terry Tata about a check swing call while he was walking to his dugout after the inning ended. Tom Hallion, who is the home plate umpire, interjected and DeGene, uh, and DeGene like, get in the dugout. And DeGene responded, like, well, that's where I'm fucking going. Yeah. And he gets tossed. Okay. Uh, and Rockies veteran catcher Jeff Reed gets up and is just like, what the hell? So Hellion and his teacher. So Reed loses it on Hellion, and it's Hellion. I don't know why Hellion always does Hellion. Hellion, and he was joined by uh, Rockies coach Milt May, and in the ensuing argument, it was alleged that Hellion made contact by bumping both Reed and May. Less than a week later, Hallion was suspended for three games without pay by NL President Len Coleman. Richie Phillips and the Umpires Union were fucking pissed. Okay. It's, it's a pretty hefty uh, suspension, seems like. It's pretty hefty, and remember, Joe Wesley body slammed a dude in 1990. <laughs> yeah, nothing happened. <laughs> so but th- Joe. <laughs> they're like, what, for bumping a dude? So here, here's the quote from, from Richie. Tom did nothing on the field that would warrant the imposition of a sanction of any kind. So okay. They're saying nothing should have happened. Nothing should have The suspension was unprecedented, as I talked about, and uh, infuriated the, the umps who felt that they were being treated more harshly than a player who literally spat in their faces because they had no mm-hmm. way to, like, less ways to get out of the suspension than the players did. Yeah. Then they saw it as the first step in reigning in the union, and the umpires did not wish to be harnessed. They were already dealing with a new strike zone, public player criticism, and now an umpire suspension. The umpires held what was described a raucous four-and-a-half-hour meeting in Philadelphia the day after the they're trying to make us look bad. Yeah. They're trying to get their ganging up on us. Yeah, so the first day that there's no games, you know, after the All-Star game, they're like, what are we going to do? Yeah. And they're furious at the MLB. Uh, and they voted to strike at first. But once again, they're like, you can't strike. Yeah, yeah. We signed a contract. Mm-hmm. And we won't strike until at least this date. And that's not there yet. So they decided to use a different tactic. And depending on who you ask, I mean, it was Richie Phillips. But depending <laughs> on who you ask is uh, who made the final decision. But either way, the umpires, they decided, would resign en masse and form a new union, which would be able to negotiate a brand new contract. Okay. 
So I mean, we're just gonna tear it up. There, we're we are the union formerly known as the Umpires Union. <laughs> Here it is. It's a symbol. <laughs> this is our symbol. <laughs> so they princed themselves, basically. Yeah. Okay. And on July 14th, they're like, okay, we are going to resign en masse. They, a lot of them sign letters of resignation, and it's, but they say they're going to quit September 2nd. Okay. And that's... So like know, a month before the season's over? Yeah. It's really bad. Yeah, it's a uh, bad time to, to have your umpires resign. Yeah. So the threat was levied, uh, and 57 of the 66 unionized umpires would quit on September 2nd, 1999. Phillips claimed six of the remaining umpires will soon be adding their resignations. Um, there was two, John Shulock and Daryl Cousins, who were not union members because they joined the AL staff as straight breakers during the seven-week walkout in 1979, which we might talk about one day. Okay. But anyways, Phillips said, We decided the union would not urge a strike in light of the collective bargaining agreement and in interest of the fans so the season would go on in uninterrupted fashion. So like it's fine. Like we're just gonna we're not gonna strike. We're just gonna quit. And then <laughs> you're gonna sign this new contract and then we'll go to work on September third like nothing happened. Yeah. But S -s sounds like a good plan. Yeah. And also in, in resigning, uh the umps would be owned fifteen million dollars in severance according to the terms of their contract. Like across all of the 66 unionized guys. Not, yeah. Not, still, not individually. Well, but still. still I'm, a sure good that, I'm sure MLB is not happy about that. No. And <laughs> Phillips. Well, I, I don't know. I, I, I read this as gleefully. I don't know if I, it should be gleefully. But Phillips said or claimed that the tension is much greater than it's ever been. Baseball is in a state of chaos. Okay. Yeah. Nice. And For him. What happened next, Edzy, is one of the most conniving yet hilarious thing in baseball history. Lay it on me. Major League Baseball accepted all of the resignations. They were just like, all right, you guys all quit? Nice. Yep. Okay. Oh, like, bye. <laughs> Here's the door. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yep. So, so Sandy they, Alderson, so they didn't, they didn't budge. They, they didn't, didn't. They called the bluff. They called the bluff. Sandy Alderson put it to the press: "It's a threat to be ignored or an offer to be accepted." Okay. So they're like, "Well, you're either gonna not quit, or if you do, cool." Yeah, we'll just, we'll just replace you. Yep. All right. Yep. So, even Alderson even passed the passed aside the issue, saying it might actually be the cheapest solution. <laughs> Even with all the severance, he's just like, yeah. oh yeah, whatever, we can afford it. It's yeah. it's probably cheaper. We'll just pay them out, and then we'll just pay the next guys very little. Very little. <laughs> then Alderson... Who needs good umpires? <laughs> then Alderson and the commissioner... We'll go back to the one guy in a table system. <laughs> Smoking a pint. Uh, yeah. <laughs> hey, Eddie, what's the call? I burned my hand, Yeah, man. we'll go back to the with the system where the fans vote on the fucking calls. Yeah, who wants to be a millionaire style? <laughs> yeah. Was <laughs> he safe? <laughs> so, um... Then Alderson and the commissioner's office leaked to the press that they had begun hiring replacement umpires from the minor leagues for September 3rd, and they had a contingency plan in place. So they're like, well, we're fine. Like, we're good. Um, so suddenly, 
57 umpires along with Richie Phillips collectively shit their pants. They're like, oh, fuck. <laughs> we made a big mistake. <laughs> we made a terrible yeah. mistake. This is a very arrested we development. We forgot how rich they were. <laughs> this is a very arrested development yeah. episode yeah. Of, yeah. Of, this, of Sean Ned's Do Baseball. Yeah. <laughs> I've made a terrible mistake. Um, so there was a sudden and very big realization that they had all just quit for real and panic ensued and obviously the umps were not pleased with richie phillips there was god damn it richie yeah there was an immediate insurrection with it being reported that some umps even sought to have richie replaced right away uh, phillips tried to save face turning the issue back towards the commissioner's office saying that reaction typifies the smugness and the arrogance that has led us to where we are, and it exemplifies the lack of appreciation for umpires. <laughs> okay. It's hardcore. Yeah. <laughs> this did not help, Anthony. National League umpire Ed Montague said, We're going to get killed. Sandy Alderson has bashed us, and people believe what they read or see. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Keep going. They're going to believe... The umpires are always the bad guys. We're in the bottom on the, of the list. I mean, he's not wrong. He's not incorrect. He's not yeah. wrong. Yeah. So, Ed was right, Ed's. And the umpires started getting booed and heckled right away. Right? Because they haven't quit yet. They're still yeah. on their like death march yeah. towards September 2nd. Yeah. Uh, so they're getting booed. They're on their two weeks notice or yeah, however two many months two notice. months notice, whatever it is. Yeah. So within a few days, umpire unions uh, strategy had exploded in their faces. 14 umpires immediately tried to rescind their resignation. And the union tried to sue baseball in federal like, I court. I was just kidding. I was just kidding. <laughs> no, I was, I was good. My friend yeah. said that it was, it was, it was a part of the tab for the night. <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, so 14 tried to rescind it right away. The union, uh, and these 14 actually are getting treated really much better than everybody else. Okay. And the union tried to sue uh, baseball in federal court, asking that they be given until September 2nd to rescind the letters of resignation. <laughs> They're like, whoa, like, we can still take it back, right? Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, the court would not side with the union as the judge ruled that since the umpires quit, they were no longer provided job protection. Like, now, fuck you guys. (laughs) Well, they did quit. Yeah. Yeah. So the umpires were now in serious trouble with the court decision. So on July 27th, uh, the umpires conceded and announced they were withdrawing their letters of resignation. Major League Baseball responded by essentially saying, like, nah, we photocopied them. (laughs) (laughs) We're good. We were prepared for this. Yeah, we're good. You can't can't take it back. No take backsies. So Major League Baseball would not allow all of the ums to leave, but now they got their chance to handpick which ums could stay and which ones would be allowed to resign. Someone go get those player surveys. (laughs) (laughs) Well, exactly. Remember, they were like, the whole point was just like, well, we can't get rid of the bad ones. And now they're just like, okay. So Mm -hmm. we'll pick the ones that get to come back. Yeah. So 22, as I said, 22 would lose their jobs. Nine from the American League and 13 from the National League. Uh, 25. Joe West, though. You'll you'll see. I don't okay. think so. Uh, you'll, we'll, we'll get there. Uh, okay. Nineteen from the Amer- or nine from the American League back. and thirteen from the National League. Twenty five minor league umpires were hired to replace them starting September third. 
Philip swore he would fight to the death to restore the jobs of the 22 umpires. The union did what it could to fight uh, for the umpires' jobs. Susan Davis, uh, the union's la- uh, the union's labor lawyer, said baseball had no right to bar the umps from taking back their resignations because they weren't really resignations. <laughs> it's like... We didn't quit. Once again, we were just kidding. So she argued in court that the resignation letters, uh, and I quote, the resignation letters submitted by the umps were, were not really resignations. They were merely an attempt by a frustrated union membership to bring baseball to the bargaining table to discuss a new contract. It's just like you just had like one four years earlier. And yeah. You did really good. So... What the fuck? Mm-hmm. So the union tried to also show the humanity of the situation, which was very real, uh, with uh, Bill Hahn, uh, I think I'm pronouncing that right, saying to the press, I'm 44, I have no job to go to, my wife and I are very scared of what lies ahead. So, <laughs> just All I know is umpiring. <laughs> All I know is umpiring. <laughs> Been calling balls and strikes since I was in the womb. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um... In a <laughs> Jesus, uh, I was gonna say I was gonna say I was born because of a called strike three. Just like boom. Jesus Christ. <laughs> In a more egregious case uh, that I wasn't able to look into further, Drew Coble said he was busy caring for his ailing wife, so he did not attend the meeting where the resignations were signed. He later received a letter from baseball accepting his resign his letter of resignation. Which he was like, I didn't do that. <laughs> and AL said uh, Cobble's resignation was given in a telephone call. But Cobble claimed that AL were liars and saying that he never told them such <laughs> like, yeah, he called us. <laughs> he called us. <laughs> he was really drunk. Yeah. <laughs> he left a message. <laughs> <laughs> we deleted it, but yeah. he quit. Yeah. <laughs> Lots of tapes. So on August 3rd, the union filed unfair labor practice charges against the MLB with the National Labor Relations Board and the president of the union, Jerry Crawford, left the prospect of a strike open, but in response, the presidents of both leagues threatened to fire any umpires that took part in a strike. (laughs) Well, you're just done, like, if you quit. So the umps were backed up against the wall. Yeah, they have, like, no... No leverage here whatsoever. Yeah, they overplayed their hand entirely. Yeah. And 22 umpires were about to lose their jobs. And blame began to get thrown around. Uh, the uh, This is where the d- divide between the, the two umpires really takes place. And you'll see American League umpire Dave Phillips, who had been one of the early umps to rescind his resignation letter and therefore kept his job, said... It'll go down as one of the worst moves in history of, in the history of negotiations. He put us in harm's way. He put guys on the street. So he's talking about Richie Phillips. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Dave. Anyways, so... He, he's mad. He's mad. And the umps are, are pretty pissed, right? And yeah. remember, they just had this, like, big win. Everything was hunky-dory, but then they didn't. Yeah, so now they're under the thumb of... Major MLB League Baseball. Yeah. On September 1st, the parties agreed on a severance package, which confirmed the loss of 22 umpires' jobs. The union had lost. Also, in that agreement, the union had pledged not to strike in protest. So they're, like, completely defeated. Yeah. It was a coup de grace for the commissioner's office. They had defeated the umpires, and, or more like the umps had really defeated themselves. With all the power now in the corner of the MLB... Bud uh, Selig is fucking ruthless, eh? Yeah. 
Absolutely. And Sandy Alderson. So <laughs> with all the power yeah. in the corner of Major League Baseball, uh, offered to rehire 10 of the 22 umpires at the Major League level, three at the Minor League level, and offered buyouts for four more with the re- other five allowed to take retirement. But the union rejected the offer. Okay, I was going to say, like, they're just, like, rubbing salt in the wound at that point. I mean, ten? Yeah, I mean, yeah. So instead... I guess, I mean, they, the union, they have a position. The union's going to fight this till the end, as you'll hear. Right. Uh, instead, the 22 grievances were submitted to an arbitrator. Uh, that arbitrator, Alan Simonette, uh, two years later, uh, in May 2001, he... Uh, they would order the league to reinstate Drew Cobble, Gary Darling, Bill Hun, Greg Kosk, Larry Pacino, uh, Larry Vanover, and Joe West. Oh, Joe West. Okay. So, so he was he one, was one uh, of the guys who was on the edge there. Yeah. Uh, so he gets his job back uh, because of the arbitrator. Mm-hmm. Uh, along with uh, veteran umpires Frank Pulley and Joe Tata, even though they had opted for retirement, they, they got, uh, basically, they, they were able to return if they want. They were like, fuck it, we'll just take the retirement. Yeah. Um, the 13 who did not get their jobs back, Eric Gregg, Bob Davidson, Bruce Jackman, Richie Garcia, Jim Evans, Tom Hallion, Ed Hickox, Paul Newert, Sam Holbrook, Greg Cox, uh, Ken Kaiser, Larry McCoy, and Mark Johnson... Uh, and in October that year, a new union was formed, and Richie Phillips was ousted. So 13 guys in the end lose it. Richie Phillips is ousted. Umpire Joe Brinkman said, there's no room for Richie Phillips in the new organization. <laughs> okay, I, as there probably wouldn't be. Yeah. Yeah. Still, the umps were split uh, with many from the NL Still supporting Phillips. So the AL umps are all done with Phillips. And the NL's like, oh, he did some good stuff in the past with us. I know he kind of, like, destroyed our previous union. (laughs) 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 But uh, he's a good guy. Um, So, uh, but Brinkman and John Hirschbeck, uh, who we talked about, um, led the charge against Phillips being a part. So on November 30th, 1999, Phillips was removed in a 57-35 to vote. And a new union called the World Umpires Association was formed. Hirschbeck said, today is a statement by all uh, umpires, sorry, today is a statement by all umpires that it's time for a change. Okay. So, Richie Phillips, of course, would shoot back and blame the umpires for everything and was like, no, it was their idea. <laughs> but either way, he, he would... I'm innocent. He 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 did some good stuff for referees and he was he was just one of those old union guys that apparently like unionized his fucking parish altar boys back in the day mm-hmm. in Philadelphia. Regardless, he's gone now. The association was entirely presided over by umpires and the negotiations became much more cordial. They signed new labor agreement in September 2000. Phillips was out and the 22 umpires uh, struggled to get back into the league without filing lawsuits. Well, I already went ahead to 2001 and told you what happened to a few of them. The new union <laughs> did take up their cause, uh, talked about, and here's the thing, though. Three umpires were rehired in 2002, including Gary Darling, Bill Hun, and Larry Pacino, or Poncino, and while Rich Garcia was awarded a supervisor position. So he got, like, back time. and Yeah. Yeah. 
in 2004 now, Edzy, as part of negotiations of a new collective bargaining agreement, MLB agreed to hire three more umpires, Bob Davidson, Tom Hallion, and Egg Hickox, while also paying out a total of $2.3 million in severance pay to another six. Rich Garcia was awarded a supervisor position. Did I say that already? Yeah, I said mm-hmm. it in both paragraphs. Apparently it <laughs> happened twice. Anyways, <laughs> finally... In 2006, the last of the outstanding claims that stem from the wake of the mass resignation in 1999 were finally resolved, with a court awarded back pay to five umpires and pension contributions to two more. The mass resignation was not a highlight for the labor movement in America or in baseball. The umpire's reaction to the situation caused years of consternation for many of its members. In the end, 10 umpires would leave the game and never ump in the major leagues again. Wow. I I didn't think you'd be... Are you done? I mean, I have an addendum, but yeah, okay. pretty, I, I we was, can discuss for a moment. Well, I was just going to say, like, I didn't think you'd be telling me a story that made me feel bad for the umpires union, but you've done it. Well... <laughs> Yeah, they like literally. I, I I mean, they kind of fucked themselves, but they did. You know, it was definitely a a wild story that I would have had no idea was taking place as my like ten year old no, or eleven no, year old yeah. self was watching these games. <laughs> yeah, right? no, I it's a no whole... idea that was happening. Yeah. Um, so are you you're basically saying that like maybe if this like dispute doesn't happen, maybe the umpires are still, maybe the leagues are still a little more separated? Well, I mean, I think that was an Because like I feel like that was kind of, yeah, I, I guess feel- you're probably right. Like it feels like that was sort of the last true like marker of of the leagues being truly separate. Yeah, and also... Because they'd had interleague at that point. Yeah, that's a good know. point. You make actually a really good point about that. So, I will add an addendum to this, which is um, uh, Richie Phillips died in 2013. And the funniest part was I was like reading uh, uh, an interview with an umpire that was saying really nice stuff about him. Mm-hmm. And then I like. The umpire retired in 1998. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. So he did not go through that dispute whatsoever. <laughs> and I quote, this is uh, from, from Don uh, Denkinger, uh, who spoke to the Associated Press when Richard Phillips, uh, Richie Phillips died in 2003. He kept talking until 13. 6 a.m., if that's what it took. Every once in a while, he'd stage a breakdown, throw something against the wall, or, or get something to get attention. But he wanted baseball to know that we were important, that we were valuable and worth it. <laughs> he's, like a, he's like a crazy manager. Yeah. But flipping tables and stuff to inspire the team. But once again, I think Den Kinger is a little bit out of touch because this is one of the the best. Uh, I, I put these two quotes together from two different sources. It is he 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 goes on to say to the Associated Press here as well. He says Richie would always tell guys to stick together, and we'd get things hammered out, and that's what they did. When it all came apart in 1999, he didn't have everybody. He didn't have a hundred percent. So he just kind of like blames a little bit the union. Like, you guys should have all really quit. Yeah. Like, not started taking back your 
Yeah, you guys didn't really have like a full consensus to what uh, you really wanted there. Yeah, and to put that in perspective, umpire Dave Phillips, who was a part of that uh-huh. in 1999, hilariously said of anybody who criticized the umps for not sticking together, and I quote, those people in Jonestown who drank the Kool-Aid, they stuck together. They're all dead. <laughs> oh my God. It's so final. <laughs> Yeah, um, I will say I I did find uh, the the probably the most succinct quote to finish us off here uh, that Bob Davidson umpire Bob Davidson gave to the New York Times in in two thousand and four, and I quote: "It was asinine. The whole strategy was horrendous. We made a mistake. We were victim of our own success with Richie Phillips. We had always prevailed because we stuck together. I think the guys who broke away from the union did the correct thing." They saw the strategy was going to fail. And it really did. Mm-hmm. It they, absolutely did, Hansi. Yeah, yeah they, they were like, oh, this guy's like gotten too, you know, too, this guy's overconfident because of the win in 95. Well, and he'd know? won a whole bunch of times before, which is a story for another day. But yeah, that true, was the time true. that all the umpires quit back in 1999. Wow, what an amazing story. And like I say, I didn't think you'd be telling me a story that... Uh, made me feel a little bit bad for the umpires union but uh you you did it another umpire story from sean well (laughs) i didn't expect this one to be as long as it was i literally thought this would be a quick one uh but there was a lot of meat on the bone there and uh yeah they just got rocked but when is the last time you heard about any like umpire labor stuff and never exactly (laughs) Exactly. It Never was all, hear that it's shit. Done. Apparently, between 1970 and 1999, it was a lot. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, till next time. Where can people find us? You can find us on Twitter at Doing Baseball and on Instagram and TikTok at Doing Baseball. And I'm on uh, Twitter at Ed's Do Baseball. I'm on Twitter at Sean Do Baseball. We are on whatever, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Prime, Apple, Amazon. I don't know. Just give us a review. Give us a rating. And, of course, thank you for listening. Thank you so much. Uh, Can't wait. Uh, Episode 100 coming up soon, Tedsy. Yeah, and shout out to Two Loons. Two Loons, of course. I called you Tedsy. Yeah, Tedsy. I like that. Don't call me that. Yeah, Two Loons, uh, please enjoy responsibly and be of legal drinking age. Why do you always say that? Okay, till next time, I'm Sean. And I'm Ed. And we were doing the baseball. Okay, bye. (laughs)